Oh, hey, are we back already? I was kind of wasting time, just kind of noodling around Amazon. I don't need anything, but hey, I'm a Prime member, so I can have it in a day. I don't need it. I just click this. I just get this thing. It's $4, but it'll show up tomorrow in a giant box on my, on my doorstep. How do I feel about that? This is a big day for Amazon. Jeff Bezos, who has served as the CEO of that company since the founding of the company 27 years ago today, has officially stepped down. Andy Jassy is now the CEO of Amazon. Jassy joining that company shortly after graduating from Harvard Business School way back in 1997. He's been with the company since 97, and he's led the Amazon Web Services AWS since that team was founded back in 2003. Now, Bezos is staying on as Amazon's executive chair. He also says he plans to dedicate more time and energy to his other initiatives, the Day One Fund, the Bezos Earth Fund Foundations, the Washington Post, and, of course, his Blue Origin Space Company. Seems like his focus is being the billionaire in space. It's a billionaire space race. Uh, For Amazon and Jassy, this is all a pivotal moment. Pandemic-fueled growth has made the company an absolute behemoth, but it has also attracted scrutiny of regulators and faces increasing criticism for working conditions at its so-called fulfillment centers. To talk more about where Andy Jassy takes this company and also the legacy of Jeff Bezos, I am pleased to welcome to the program Adam Oldfield, tech expert, professor, radio broadcaster. Welcome, Adam. Thank you so much, Alan. Thanks for having me. All right, let's uh, begin with the legacy of Bezos. What he has created is unparalleled, I think, in business history. Absolutely. And one of the things he's done very well and executed correctly when it comes to businesses, uh, processes and procedures when it comes to efficiencies and technology. So, I mean, it was even stated by Warren Buffett back years ago that, you know, he would not invest in uh, Amazon as he felt it was just too volatile and wasn't going to make it. That was in 2018. Um, And if you invested a thousand dollars in Amazon in 2008 today, what like 12 shares uh, would be worth now forty four thousand dollars. So I know from an investment side, one of the success elements of Amazon, which really threw off everyone in technology, was that it came out as a book online sales element, created a retail online, and where he really expanded and grew successfully was, which Andy was very much spearheading that, was taking on the cloud-based service, which we now take and recognize as a standard of any kind of operation. So, you know, cloud-based systems are now the norm, and Amazon set that stage, set the precedence, in fact, just leaped over Microsoft. Uh, And as such, we've seen how Amazon has now succeeded with the other aspect of subscriptions. It's hard to believe that we would think of Netflix as a subscription leader, but it was Amazon with their Prime membership as you started the show off. That's exactly uh, how it got its leverage to grow with momentum. So there's 200 million Prime subscribers at $100 a year, and this just adds to the, the to the fuel to this massive monstrosity of Amazon and the fact that it's also a leader when it comes to voice recognition. And what we saw with Steve Jobs with uh, his so uh, focus on Apple, Bezos was very, very de- committed to Alexa. He was very spearheaded on that. And we've seen what Alexa has done today with so many smart homes. All right. So th- that's a there's a great rundown of where we are with this company in terms of its product innovation, uh, its growth, 
But as I also began by saying, that those things have also had a detrimental factor because now regulators are looking much more closely at the company in terms of its size and its market dominance. Let's begin with that, and then we're going to move to working conditions and what it means in a gig economy. But let's begin with its size and how Amazon um, exerts market control. Well, one of the key components of its market tr- control is that, you know, and it, it's, it's a very much an innovative company. It's a technology company as much as it's got retail. So it's, its growth is continuing to – it will expand, I, I would predict, at least by another double uh, of what it is today. And that is because it is very focused on what the future brings, and that is, of course, uh, virtual reality and augmented uh, or artificial intelligence – and uh, augmented reality. So when you take that two elements that are existing today, but haven't really got leapt forward to where they should be, uh, it is it is setting the stage of how this Goliath isn't going to get any smaller. If anything, it's only going to get bigger um, because that's the and with COVID and all of the elements that have forced us to do online purchasing and, and all of that. Uh, it's pushed us quick into that form. So well, you, you don't see you don't see regulators stepping in and saying that this there's antitrust issues because it, it gets to a point where where the company is so big that it can just gobble up any other kind of competition that it wants. And we've seen Facebook do this and we've seen an increased scrutiny on on Facebook and perhaps maybe breaking up that tech giant. Does Amazon face that same uh, threat? I think Amazon's going to go the route of, of Google. And how they did it was they uh, split it into several, a parent company with several operations, which Amazon's already doing. So, yes, I think it is going to get under the regulations uh, scrutiny, but for different reasons. So I think from a what we saw in the technology sector where Google was a monopoly when it came to online search, Amazon is quickly diversified already uh, so its its monopoly is is uh, a Goliath in one sense, but it still has reasonable competition against it. So, uh, and those, of course, are other Goliaths if you want to add to it. But when we take a look at what Amazon's really doing, is diversifying what it's been what worked for itself, and now it's selling those kind of technologies. As an example, it's selling the ability for grocery markets uh, and WalMarts are now able to buy. Amazon systems to help with processing orders or, or grocery management, that artificial intelligence that I spoke about. It's allowing for that cashless society to be able to go in and purchase in a grocery market your items accordingly and be able to manage that. Um, and following that is the ability that they've got this artificial intelligence algorithm that, again, they're letting others openly have this. You can license this from Amazon, any business, big or small, and they're using this now for managing performance. And this is what they're doing internally with their contractors, and they're now incorporating this intelligence, this software, to other markets to allow them to be able to utilize it. So the the regulators are going to have a tough time when they're allowing for it to be shared amongst other services. So it's going to be a difficult challenge for sure, whereas it's not isolated to Amazon's ecosphere. It is being shared with other systems. Okay, we're almost out of time, Adam, but I do want to get to working conditions and fulfillment centers. We've seen reports of, you know, some, you know, people drivers, for example, this Bloomberg report, flex drivers who are now getting fired because of a, an app, an algorithm says you're not doing well enough. So like, management has actually been downloaded to AI. Just, just give me a sense of if there is a threat to the company, especially on the labor front. Uh, 
absolutely. I mean, when you get this big and it's dependent on labor, the, you know, uh, Amazon's in a bit of a race on two fronts. It requires the human element, which is, of course, the packing, the shipping, the administrative, the delivery, which is very, very focused. Uh, and it is racing with, with technology allowable to allow it to do autonomous sorting, which it's doing now, um, inventory management, and the autonomous delivery. That is really going to be the key thing. So this human element is one of, I hate to say this openly of a Goliath company, but their goal, uh, without me sitting at the board of directors table, is to remove as much human interaction or necessarily uh, labor, human labor, um, and make it automated and deliverable in a way that we have less of a human uh, uh, involvement, and it can now be delivered by robots or autonomous vehicles. Um, so the, the market right now is, of course, very uh, open and challenging, um, and it's going to be a real test. But I would predict, again, Amazon will be the first to be a fully autonomous operating from purchase to packing to delivery, and that is their focus right now. So this is one of those pain points within Amazon with the conditions and the working and the challenges of how much everyone's getting paid. They're looking at that as, we'll deal with this, increase wages or otherwise, but the long-term goal is we will try to remove the human involvement as much as possible. Adam, great to talk to you. I appreciate you coming on today. Please take care. Thank you so much, Alan. Take care. That is Adam Oldfield, tech expert, broadcaster, uh, and that's uh, a, a kind of a roundup of where we are with Amazon as uh, we have a new CEO with Andy Jassy. Now, I want you to weigh in. How do you feel about Amazon? Are you an Amazon Prime member? Are you someone who tries not to order from Amazon? This I put myself in this category. I try not to, but sometimes I just it seems impossible, just absolutely impossible to disentangle yourself from Amazon. I mean, I unplugged, I unplugged the Alexa. I killed Alexa a while back. But I can't seem to quit Amazon.